0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Through the grace of God, we will study tonight, chapter 8, from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. In this chapter, St. Paul discussed the connection for the new Christians in the modern church in Judea. And in order to encourage the people at Corinth, he gave them the example of the churches in Macedonia. In spite of the persecution and the affliction they faced, and in spite of their poverty, But the churches at Macedonia had eagerness to participate in this service, to provide for the need. And actually, they gave with great liberality And St. Paul, sent to them Titus in order to encourage them to collect money for the Mother Church at Judea, but actually Titus himself has this zeal to go and participate in his service. And St. Paul, in order to encourage them to Give them another example, which is the perfect example of our Lord Jesus Christ. How God, although He is the source of all riches, how He emptied Himself and came to our land as a poor person in order to give us from His riches. So, uh, He encouraged them with the example of the churches in Macedonia and also with the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Paul also reminded them with three important principles when you give. The first principle is the willingness, you need to have the will and the desire to give. Number two, God will accept your gift based on what you have, based on your ability, not on what you do not have. Like the widow that paid two months, the Lord praised her and said she paid more than the rest of the people. And the third principle, equality. What do I mean by equality? When we give to help the food, this doesn't mean we will make them at ease but we suffer. No. But the purpose of giving is that both of us will be equal. So if today we are in abundance and others are in need, we need to give them. And tomorrow if we are in need and we are in abundance, they should give us. And in order to do everything honorable, in order not to give reasons to anybody to blame the service and the ministry of St. Paul St. Paul chose not to take the money by himself This somebody falsely accused him of taking the money to his advantage or using the money to his advantage That's why it shows three persons well known, approved by the churches in order to carry the money to Jerusalem. And St. Paul told them when these three men come to you, or three messengers come to you, receive them with love. So, our boasting in you, what we said about you will not be in vain. This this is the summary of the chapter, and now we will start reading verse by verse. Verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. It's clear that the modern church in Jerusalem was in need. And the churches all over the world supported the mother church at Jerusalem. What happened? Actually, two things happened in Jerusalem. Number one, feeling had stricken the land, and the second thing, some trouble in the state led to the Jewish war and resulted in state of destitution and poverty. That's why all the churches felt the responsibility to support the modern church at Jerusalem. And the fact that they are or they were distant from Jerusalem but distance did not diminish the claims of the suffering brethren for help. They didn't say, we don't care. But no, they actually collected money and sent messenger to the Mother Church, although they were living in Asia Minor, or Koras in Greece, Macedonia, Asia Minor, which is like Turkey right now, and call in Greece. But they felt the responsibility to, to support the church at Jerusalem. What are the churches of Macedonia that he's speaking about in this uh, chapter? In uh, this verse, uh, all the uh, Grecian countries north of Achaea. These were the churches of uh, Macedonia, like Philippi, like Galicia. These are the churches of Macedonia. St. Paul is saying them, moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Which means when these churches, when the congregation at these churches were filled by the grace of God, actually they became too generous and they gave with abundance to help the church at Jerusalem the more you are filled with the grace of God, the more this will appear in your generosity and in your mercy to others. Verse 2. That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberalism. So Paul is telling them, I want you to know that the church at Macedonia were in a great trial of affliction. The word trial of affliction implies persecution, maybe the Jewish persecution against the Christians. But although they went through This great trial of affliction, they did not use it as an excuse for not giving. Many times when we go like in bad economy or in in, in some hardship, we take it as an excuse not to give. But St. Paul is telling us here that churches at Macedonia, although they were in great trial of affliction, but actually they give abundantly. And St. Paul actually is explaining to us how the grace of God was working in them. He said two contradicting uh, sentences, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty. Actually, when we think about deep poverty, it comes to our mind that we should be sad. But St. Paul is saying, the greater was the depth of their poverty, the greater was the abundance of their joy. How come? Because the more the person is in need, he will rely more on God. And when he rely more on God, God will comfort him. That's why he will experience great joy. So although they were in great right of affliction and although they were deeply poor, but because of the grace of God in their life, they were also abundant in their joy. They have uh, excessive joy. And this joy actually helped in giving with liberality, giving with abundance. So the poverty and the joy had the effect not of producing uh, stint or uh, gifts but of abounding in liberality. They did not become stingy in their gifts, but actually they gave liberally. And some Paul explained to us how they were able to give was abundance. How he was able to give with generosity. He told us in verse 3 For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. So they give not only up to their ability, but they give above and beyond their ability. That's why their generosity and their liberality were so rich. Like again the example of the widow, she gave all what she had, the two marks Like the example of the widow at site, when Elijah went to her, and she had small amount of oil and a little flour. And she told him, There is a thing and I will make cake for me and for my son and we'll eat it and we'll we'll die. But Elijah told her, make for me first. And she put him in front of her and her son. And because she put him first and she gave a bundle in spite of her poverty, in spite of the great family. That they were going, uh, facing at that time. But when she gave with liberality, God actually blessed the oil and the flour in her house until the end of the famine. And St. Paul said very important word. They were freely willing. Freely willing means what? They were willing of themselves not with urging. Nobody urged them or or pushed them or forced them or made them guilty in order to give. But they were freely willing to give. This is actually the word of the grace of God in our hearts. Verse 4, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Maybe St. Saint Paul told them you are in great poverty. You are facing great trial. So keep your money from yourselves. But actually they refused. That's why he, he, he said imploring us with much iner- urgency. They insisted on doing more than the Apostle felt that they ought to do. And they insisted to give, to give above and beyond. And as if they said to St. Paul, why you want to deprive us from this blessing? This is a fellowship of serving the saints. God said, whatever you do with these little children, you do it with me. I was hungry, and you give me food. I was thirsty, and you give me drink. So as if uh, they were saying, St. Paul, why you want to deprive us from this blessing? That's why we implored with him with much urgency that they would receive the gift as a fellowship. That's how they understood the gift, the fellowship of the ministering of the saints, when actually they get as if they are in fellowship with the poor, the saints, and they are taking the blessing of serving and ministering to the saints. Verse 5, and not only as we have hoped, but they first give give themselves to the Lord, And then to us, by the will of God. This is actually the key. The key of their joy. The key of their abundance in giving. That they give themselves first to the Lord. When you give yourself to God, actually you will give all what you have, and all what you possess, and all what you own to God. You feel that, You own nothing. Everything actually is belonging to God. And this actually exceeded the hope of St. Paul uh, for them. Maybe he was all what he hoped or expected from them just to send part uh, of their money to the poor in Jerusalem but actually they went above and beyond. They give themselves to God. They give themselves to the apostles as the ministers of God because they know this is the will of God. That's why it's said by the will of God. So as obedient to the Lord, they give themselves to God and to St. Paul and the apostles and send their gift or their money or their contribution abundantly to Jerusalem. So their donation began when they surrendered themselves to God first and to the Apostle second as his agent, doing this in obedience to the will of God. Verse 6, so we urge tithes that as he had begun, so he will also complete this grace in you as well. Apparently, Titus, when he went to Corinth, he began the collection of the sick from the sins in Jerusalem, as Sir Paul commanded them in the first letter uh, to Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. So now Using the example of the Macedonians, <coughs> St. Paul urged Titus to go in order to complete and to finish this ministry that he started with them, or he began with them, and to complete this ministry before the arrival of St. Paul. But St. Paul actually is called the ministry here, the Grace, because as I told you, in order to get you need to receive the grace of God. The grace of God will help you to be able to give. That's why he said we urge Christ that as he has begun, he start collection for the saints when he was in Corinth. So he would also complete this grace. He will also complete the grace of giving uh, in you as well, as the churches. In so the grace here is the grace of giving. But as verse 7, but as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all dimensions, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace course. St. Paul is telling then, you have grown in so many virtues, in so many gifts. And now, in order to be complete, you need to grow also and to abound in this gift the gift of giving, the grace of giving. He told them you uh, abound in everything in faith, in faith, in full confidence in God in full belief of the truth in speech speech the ability to instruct others so you abounded in speech you, you are able to teach and instruct others in knowledge experiential knowledge of God and knowledge of the truth in diligence diligence means the skill the readiness in doing everything spiritual activity, they are diligent, they are zealous, they are committed to do every spiritual activity and duty with uh, sincerity and faithfulness. And in, in your love for us, their love to them was manifested by the readiness uh, to obey the commandments and the instruction uh, of St. Paul to them. So, St. Paul is telling them, as you abounded in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in diligence, in love to us, now, the time is now to abound in this grace, the grace of giving, giving that you will be complete in everything. As if St. Paul is telling then, the character is not complete without abounding in giving. After Sir Paul gave him the example of the churches at Macedonia, now he is using the example of our Lord Jesus Christ as our pattern. How the Lord actually gave a public, not only gave us money and what to eat and what to drink, but he gave himself on the cross, he died on the cross for us. So verse 8 he told them, I speak not by commandment but I am testing this sincerity of yours, of your love, by the diligence of others. St. Paul is telling them, I am not giving you a commandment, I am not giving you an order because your giving should be free, you should have the willingness to get it. But if you get out of guilt, if you get out of compulsion, if you give by force, it's not giving. That's why he told them, I speak not by commandment. Because I want your giving to be willingly, and thus your giving will be blessed. But actually, I am encouraging you, and I am testing, I am examining the sincerity of your love by giving you the example of the churches in Macedonia. So I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others, by showing to you the diligence of others, by presenting to you the diligence of the churches in Macedonia, actually I am encouraging you, and I am testing and examining your sincerity of love. Love is expressed in giving. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So if your love is sincere, you will be a giving person. That's why He said, I am testing the sincerity of your love. I'm testing the sincerity of your love by the example of others, by the diligence of others, by the example of the Macedonian churches. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the law was given by Moses, but the grace and truth by Jesus Christ. So he's saying, You know the grace that God gave us by His incarnation. You know the grace of the incarnation. This great gift that God gave us by His incarnation and His death on the cross. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That, so. He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor. God not only is rich, but He is the source of all riches. God ended Himself. God actually uh, descended from heaven and became man, leaving all the glory and all the riches in, in heaven. So, although he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Why he became poor? To save us, for our sake, to redeem us. That's why he became poor. That you, through his poverty, might become rich. And God did this in order to give us from the heavenly riches. So he became poor in order to make us the poor, rich in the heavenly places. So, St. Paul is telling them, after I give you the example of the churches in Macedonia, I will use actually now the biggest motive for us to give, which is the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord gave up all things for us. He became poor, that, he might, that we might be rich in heavenly riches. If he gave himself for us, what shall we give for him? If he gave himself for us, for us what shall we give for him? Verse 10. And in this, I give you advice. St. Paul is telling him, I'm not giving you an order, I'm not giving you a commandment, but I'm giving you an an advice. What is this advice? It is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, but now you also must complete this doing of or the doing of His advice, many persons, when they give, they think that they lose, but St. Paul, is telling us, no, actually, when you give, you will be blessed. If we encourage you to give, not because God cannot provide, believe me, God can provide for all the poor in all the world without none of us giving anything. But why God encourage us to give, in order for us to be blessed? That's why He told them. He told them, "I'm giving you advice. It is to your advantage. Think about the widow and Elijah. Wasn't in her advantage to give? Actually, if she refused to give, she would eat the cake with her son, and then she would die." But because she gave abundantly, God blessed her, and the oil and the flour uh, did not uh, uh, vanish from her house until, you know, the end of the time. So Saint Paul taught them: think about it this way. When you get, you do not lose, but actually you receive. It is your advantage. He told them: it is your advantage. Not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, when Titus visited you, it, the desire is not enough. Maybe they said to Titus talk to them about giving and they told him, Yes, we are willing to give. But St. Paul told them, No, the willingness and the desire is not enough. You need actually to put it in action. That's why He said to them in verse 11, but now you also must complete the doing of it. You have desire, you were willing, now you must complete the doing of it. Willingness is not enough. As you will, you have to do. As there was a readiness to will, let there be a performance by giving out what you have. So you also must complete the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. As you have the desire to give, and you were ready to give, now actually you need to complete this according to what you have, according to your ability. I told you there are three principles Sir Paul spoke about them in giving. The first uh, principle is the willingness, the desire. So when you give, you need to give by your own willingness, by your own desire, freely, not out of compulsion, not out of embarrassment, not out of guilt, but you give because you want to give. Second, it's according to your ability, or above and beyond your ability, as the church at Macedonia did. So here's Paul portal, then. Now I want you to give and to complete out of what you have. See what you have and give. Verse 12. For if there is first a willing mind, if you have this willingness and you have a willing mind, it is accepted. God will accept your giving according to what you put, according to what one has, and not according to what he does not have. God is expecting you to give from what you have. He will not ask you to give from what you do not have, because if you do not have, how can you give? But if you have two minds. Give from the two minds. If you have a little oil and a small amount of oil and a small amount of flour, give from what you have. It's accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. So the willing mind had been shown in the readiness to will, which is essential its acceptance, the readiness the willingness is essential that God accept my gift. That's the first principle, the readiness, the willingness. The second principle is uh, to Uh, uh, to give according to your ability. God accepts the gift and measures it according to your means, according to your ability. Verse 13, for I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened. St. Paul is saying, I'm not asking you only to give and leave the rest of the churches at ease. Actually, if all of us who are brothers and sisters in Christ and we hear about somebody who need all of us, we should support and give. So he said, I wish that all churches to give according to what they have. I do not mean to burden you and the other churches to be at ease, or to burden you and the needy in Jerusalem will be at ease on your expense. Now he's coming to the third principle, which is equality. I told you there are three principles to giving: uh, willingness, Ability and number three, the equality. That's why I told them I do not need to burden you that the sins at Jerusalem may be at ease. Verse, uh, verse 14. But by an equality that now at this time your abundance. May supply their lack, that their abundance also may supply your lack, that they may be equality. That's the third principle. He's saying, Now there's a lack at Jerusalem. Let your abundance supply it. So, tomorrow, if you become in want or you are lacking something, and they are in abundance, they must supply uh, tomorrow. That there will be equality. That there will be equality. Because the church is a simply loving presence. If you are in need, I should support you. And if I am in need, you should support me. That's the principle of equality. Verse 15. As it is written, he who gathered much has nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. This verse from Exodus, chapter 16, verse 18. So, St. Paul is telling them, as it is written in Exodus, if a person gathers a lot, actually he does not have left over because the extra, he gives it to the poor. And if I gather little, I'm not lacking anything because those who gathered more give me from their extra. So when one lacks, other supply that all may be equally provided. So if we have this brotherly love, then there will be distribution of what we have, so that no saint, no believer will be in want, and none will have excess. So nobody will have excess and nobody will be in want or in. The last part of this chapter from verse sixteen to twenty-four, St. Paul starts to discuss the practical ways of sending their contribution or their gift to Jerusalem. Verse 16, but thanks be to God, who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. St. Paul is emphasizing that everything is the work of God in our heart. So God put the care in the heart of Titus and Titus talked to them about their contribution to Jerusalem. That's why if it is God who put this care in the heart of Titus then actually we should give thanks to whom? To God. That's why he said thanks be to God who puts this uh, 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 who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. As if when Titus encouraged them to give Actually, he cared about them. Why? Because it is to their advantage to get it. Titus was ready now to return to Korans, carrying this second letter to go back to Korans, and help in this ministry to collect the money for the seeds. And St. Paul says this was because of the grace of God, because God put this earnest care in the heart of Titus. Verse For he not only accepted the exhortation, but being more diligent, he went to you of his own accord. Saint Paul is telling them, Titus is coming to you not because I commanded him, not because I asked him to do this, but actually from himself, according to his accord, he was going to go to you. It was his desire. So not only in giving, it has to be our desire, but actually in serving. When we serve, we should not serve because of, again, compulsion or guilt or embarrassment, but we should serve out of uh, our desire because we have the readiness and the willingness to serve. So not only Titus, readily accepted the word of St. Paul suggested to him, but also out of his own accord, he went to them. He went to them uh, for the collection for the sins. He desired to do this, and he chose to do this. Verse 15. And he had sent with him the brother, whose praise is in the gospel, throughout all the churches. St. Paul did not mention the name of his brother, but actually most of the scholars, they said this brother brother is St. Luke. So St. Paul actually in this verse is speaking about St. Luke, and he said, we sent with Titus another person who actually sent three messengers. So Titus number one, Luke number two, and he said about St. Luke, whose praise is through all the churches because of his labor in the gospel. Maybe because he wrote the gospel of St. Luke, he was writing the book of Acts, and also because he participated in preaching the gospel of salvation. So he said, We did not send the titles only, but we sent with him Luke, whose praise uh, is in the gospel and in the preaching of the gospel he's praised because he preached the gospel throughout all the churches. In dealing with money usually it is better not one person to deal with money even if he is so faithful but if one person deals with money he may give opportunity for people to falsely accuse him so even with Titus, Paul, Luke, and, and Apollos, as we, did know, as we are going to say, actually, he did not send Titus by himself, but he sent three persons. And that's why usually in, in the churches, uh, we emphasize that you know, uh, all the checks should be signed by two persons. Uh, the collection of donations should be at least two persons or three persons. Not only one person collected the money by himself. This is a biblical principle from the teaching of St. Paul. As he said, we want to be in honor before God and before men. We, we don't want anybody to falsely accuse us or, 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 or uh, question our integrity and our faithfulness. Uh, verse 19, and not only that, not only that his praise is throughout all the churches, he's still speaking about St. Luke, but who was also chosen by the churches. So the churches at Macedonia chose St. Luke to travel with us with the gift. So they entrusted St. Luke with their contribution and to travel with us with this gift to send him to Jerusalem which is administrated by us. We are the one who is administrating, coordinating the collection of the money to be sent to Jerusalem. But why we are doing this? To the glory of the Lord. So actually the main goal is not only to provide for the need, but they are doing it for God to be glorified. Everything we do should be doing it for the glory of the Lord. That's why, if in the process of helping the need, you do not glorify God, it is not right. I heard about an organization here. Uh, in order to collect money for the poor, they invited actors from Egypt, and they put uh, like option on their jewelry. So, this is against glorifying God. But we, when actually we collect, we have to do it for the glory of the Lord. For the glory of the Lord. And not only that, but who was also chosen by the churches, St. Luke was chosen by the churches at Macedonia, to travel with us with this gift, which gets administrated. We are organizing, <laughs> administrated by us to the glory of the Lord Himself. We did not lose our focus. Our focus, while we are collecting the money, we are glorifying God. So we are careful how we administer. We are careful in every step how we collect this money. And to show your ready mind. And we want actually to show your readiness to others. To show that you have the zeal and the desire and the willingness to help your brethren at Jerusalem. So St. Luke was appointed by the churches of Macedonia to carry their gift from Macedonia to Jerusalem. And another purpose while he sent St. Luke in order to stir up your ready mind, to make your ready mind known and manifest to others, to make them know how readily and freely you came into this service verse 20 avoiding this we are very careful to be the glory of God so we avoided something what did we avoid? we avoided this that anyone should blame us in this lavish gift which is administrated by us we were very careful not to give reason to anybody to blame us not to give reason to anybody to say, we used this money to our advantage, or we took part of the money to ourselves. That's why I I, I didn't deal with the money. I sent the three brethren, Titus Luke and the brother Apollos. Uh, And actually, I didn't send one person. I sent three of them, because uh, uh, they had a lot of money collected. So he didn't want anybody speak negatively or to question the ticket. Listen, some persons might charge us that St. Paul used the gift for his own advantage. Uh, So the messengers, these three persons, will report how funds were used. So he said three persons. Verse 21. And why you are avoiding this? Why you are avoiding any false accusation. St. Paul explains, verse 21, providing honorable things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Because we are leaders as a church. I cannot say, you know, I am faithful. Let the people say whatever they want to say. No, I cannot do this. Because I am a leader. And my my mistake actually will offend many people. That's why I should be very, very careful, lest I offend somebody. That's why St. Paul said, we want to provide honorable things. We want to provide honorable image, not only in the sight of God, because God searches our hearts and our uh, uh, kidneys. God knows exactly who we are, but we also want to provide honorable things before in the sight of men. Taking care to act so as not only to be clear in the sight of God, but also to be clear in the sight of all men, avoiding even the appearance of evil, avoiding even because if St. Paul took the money by himself, maybe somebody will say he took this money for himself. So he was totally careful not to give any reason for anybody to question his integrity. Verse uh, 22, and we have sent with them, with Luke and with Titus, our brother, this is the third one, Apollos, who we have often uh, proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent because of the great confidence which we have in you. St. Paul said the third person is Apollos. And why we chose him, he did not mention his name. But again, the scholars, uh, the commentators of the scripture said that this person most probably was Apollos. And he said, Apollos, why you chose him? Because he was very, very diligent. He was very diligent in many things. But now when Apollos knew your confidence in us and how much you love us, and how much he obeyed our commandments, he became more diligent than he was. He became more diligent and committed to this service more than what he was, as if Paul is saying them. When Apollos found that I have the fullest confidence in your love to me, he engages in this service with his with enthusiasm, with diligence. And exceeds even his former diligence, he became more diligent than before. Verse 23 If anyone inquires about Titus, if anyone asks about Titus, who is he? He is my partner and fellow worker concerning you. If anyone, now he is giving like a recommendation letter. If anyone Asked, him, Who is Titus? He is my companion. He is my fellow liberal. He is working for you. He is serving you. And Titus was the disciple of St. Paul. But see, he is humble to St. Paul. He said, He is my companion. Or, if our brethren are inquired about our brethren Luke and Apollos, if somebody asks a question, Who are Luke and Apollos? They are messengers of the churches. They are apostles. Messengers means apostles. Apostles of the church, the glory of Christ. They are actually doing the service that Christ may be glorified. What a wonderful testimony about Titus, Luke, and Apollos. Who are these brethren? They are the apostles of churches, promoting the glory of Christ. St. Paul concluded by saying in verse 24, Therefore, show to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. Since these are the delegates of the churches, since these are the apostles and the messengers of Christ, receive them warmly. Receive them with love, show to them and show before other churches like the churches of Macedonia showed you. Now your turn to show to other churches your love toward us. This will be the proof of your love toward us. Get proof of your love and show that when we have boasted of your excellences that our boasting was not allowed. Our boasting was not in vain, Uh, which if happened that our boasting is in vain will be or will have an active reputation of these churches in Korans and of me, myself, St. Paul. So St. Paul told them, now knowing that these are the apostles and the messengers of Christ, uh, promoting the glory of God. Receive them warmly and show them the evidence, the proof of your love to God, to the poor, to me, and also show them that our boasting in you, what we said about you was true, it was not uh, a lie for you.